0: Hello and welcome to the Van Foodster podcast. I am your host, Richard Wallach, covering the food scene in and around the Vancouver area across Canada and beyond. This is episode 120 of the Van Foodster podcast. In this week's episode, I do a feature on recently opened Wildlight Kitchen and Bar at Lelum. I feature recently opened Tamale Shop in Mount Pleasant. I feature recently opened Takandoe on Fraser Street. I talk about the Vancouver Croissant Challenge. I feature newly opened Wicked Cafe in Point Grey. I feature Indian cuisine at Handy Grill in Point Grey. I feature the Quell Surprise menu at Provence, Marina Side, in Yaletown. And lastly, I featured my interview with Chef Warren Chow. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at VanFoodster, as well as a visit VancouverFoodster.com for everything food in Vancouver and beyond. We'll get on with this week's episode. I recently had a chance to visit the new Wildlife Kitchen and Bar. It's located at Lellum Village, and if you don't know where Lellum Village is, it's actually on the kind of on the UBC grounds, but not technically on UBC grounds, it's, like it's like on the greater UBC grounds, so it's like it's not like right by the school. It is close, but it's not right on the actual campus. Um, they, it's actually part of West Point Grey, so it's like the tip of West Point Grey, but as you're going along Chancellor Boulevard um, from 10th Avenue, West Point Grey, all the way towards UBC, you're going to see Leland Village on the left-hand side, and you'll find Wildlife Kitchen there, and they are located next to Urban Fair. So just so you know, it's next Urban Fair. Uh, there's also trees, coffee in that area as well. Um, and that's where it is. They've got underground parking. Parking is being reimbursed for guests. Uh, so just have to tell them that uh, you have your car parked downtown downstairs, have your license plate handy, and they will reimburse you for the parking. So it is a beautiful restaurant, stunning place. They've done a gorgeous job with the decor. Interior designers are based in the U.S. They went for something a bit different than what you would normally find in Vancouver, but definitely classy. They've done a really good job. This is the first restaurant coming from the Patterson Group, um, the Jim Pattison's company. Um, and he has never been into in restaurants before. He, you know, as everybody knows, he owns many, many grocery stores. That everybody shops at around BC and, uh, and, and amongst other businesses. But this is the first foray for them into a um, restaurant. And they have just knocked it out of the gate from right on in. It is phenomenal. Uh, what a great crew first of all you have chef executive chef Warren Chow he is running the kitchen um and he had a, he had a chance to handpick all of his staff we will talk about that coming up later in this episode with my interview with Warren but uh just to tell you a little bit about about the restaurant so they are kind of like opening for from a, like early lunch till late at night so 11 to 11 daily um serving up lunch serving up happy hour dinner and now brunch on the weekend i had a chance to uh, kind of explore their menu or the dinner menu and and try different things Uh, i wanted to go the zero proof uh cocktail route i'm kind of on that wagon these days and i'm actually going to talk about more about zero proof coming up in the next episode but uh uh they we had a couple zero proof cocktails there and, and they're using a um they're using a couple spirits that are are of course zero proof spirits but uh we had a responsible Negroni to start and you really can I mean yes you can tell the difference it's not alcohol but you really don't know if you pretend the alcohol part is not there you get to enjoy a cocktail just like everybody else uh so we did that and then uh we tried lots of different uh dishes so they're one of their like there's like spotlight dishes I want to say or showcase dishes that chef has put together and one of them is called the wildlife pescatarian charcuterie Board. normally you find cheese and meat charcuterie boards on many restaurants and menus all over the city but they wanted to do something different and they've done a pescatarian charcuterie board. so it's all about fish and how the fish is done and they, so this one had a house-made salmon pastrami a beet cured ling cod marinated salt spring island mussels smoked albacore tataki cod riette. Pickled sea asparagus. It came with warm olives, rye, and, and nori crackers. So it was great for sharing. You know, two people, three people, whatever you have. Um, it's a great way of sharing. And he's going to change that as the seasons pro- progress. He'll 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 add to that board and manage, take things off the board. So kind of a fun idea and uh, something different that is out there. Normally, we also have the UBC Farms harvest greens. Of course, UBC Farms is right there. It's pretty much in their backyard and uh, it was great to have like the bounty of the salad from the same spot this was great so that was very tasty um so another showcase dish to me this was phenomenal was the seared hokkaido scallops the whole dish was really good it comes with a lobster and truffle rosado preserved lemon it was just very very good and the the scallops were like lightly pan-seared, it was very great. And then uh, another showcase, this is also really good, celery agnolati, um, all house-made, house-made um, pasta, house-made um, filling. It comes with a champagne, vinegar, beer blank, it had a uh, syrup taki, mushrooms, brussel leaves, and a brown butter gremolata. So it was just really, really good. you want to try that one. And then of course, sablefish, you can't go wrong. I just think, you know, sablefish is just a really good fish to have around here. It's always so tender and flavorful. And it's like melt in your mouth. It's a miso koji uh, gandara sablefish. That was really good. Tried the BC duck. So I think the, the the duck dish is phenomenal. I'm not a lover of duck. So that's just a personal thing. I, I like duck confit, but that's kind of like where it, where it ends. But I thought, let's try it anyway because he is known for his duck. The way he... Prepares duck is incredible. I don't know of any area chef has so much passion towards um, creating like the best duck. And everybody who's had this duck dish has said it's the best duck they've ever had. So you just, I think if you love duck, have it. If you don't love duck, don't order it. Order the sable fish, have something else. Um, but if you love duck, this is your dish. And then for dessert, we tried three of their desserts. Um, actually, sorry, I'll tell you about We tried two of their desserts, but they have about four on offer. My favorite was the coconut cannoli. It was very good. It was a mascarpone and lime filling. It was not what you would think with cannoli. Usually, cannoli are quite large and they're quite filling with ricotta or whatever. This was very light. It had a beautiful presentation of chocolate soil, passion fruit sorbet, so that really added to this. It was just like really good. I can see how this will be a, a winner for them. Um, I think everyone's gonna like, this is great. I wanna try it. I also have the caramelized honey cheesecake. That was okay. That was not my favorite. Interestingly enough, a lot of influencers said that that is their favorite, but not mine. So, uh, but Cardamom Crandall lacrosse, it was interesting, different, but definitely coconut cannoli. That's the way to go. So head on out to wildlife, go there, just support them right off the gate. It's very. It actually was quite busy when we were there. So you might need to, you probably need an advanced reservation for dinner. I don't know about the happy hour. You can just sort of drop in lunch, probably just drop in, but uh, that's the way to go. And then another new shop. So, a lot of new restaurants have been opening now. So, I always talk about lots of new restaurants opening, but it seems like right now there are so many new restaurants opening, which is super exciting for Vancouver. It's great to have that feeling back again of excitement and creativity. And, and we're, you know, just go out and try these places, support these people. So, another great spot is called the Tamale Shop. It's opened up at 2525 Main Street. It took over the old, uh, uh kafka's location so that was actually one of my favorite locations in the city i loved kafka's i used to go there right, right when they first opened i was going there often so as was the owner of the Tamalia shop so she said that she used to go there often op- and she would sit down with her computer and she'd have a coffee and she just loved sitting there and looking outside on main street so when that became available she jumped on it and she opened up her own spot tamale shop they are making tamales right there from scratch i looked at their machinery i saw how they're actually making it and this is great to see in vancouver and of course there are other uh, mexican uh, restaurants making tamales around the city and they have been but this setup is done very well uh it's basically born during the pandemic Um, you know she wasn't actually the owner was actually not in this business when she first started out and it just sort of happened how she was making tamales at home and then all her neighbors kept seeing like oh what's that can i try some and then you know a little bit later uh she's suddenly at the whole neighborhood buying tamales and she's making tamales and then you know fast track and it went quite quickly she ended up opening a commissary and uh, making tamales in the commissary and selling some frozen to grocery stores selling to other cafes and then now She has her own cafe. So you have tamale shop making there. They also have other things. They have tacos. They have um, other, they've got uh, tortas and other Mexican specialties, of course, there. Um, You can have breakfast. You can have. Dessert, so and there's lots of all sorts of drinks, horchata and a mango, uh, mango So I tried a lot of different things while well I was there, and um, the mole with chicken tamale, I love that. I love mole. I love, I love that. Really good. I also love this. Was really interesting. Mole croissant with chicken and cheese. That's not what I thought. I'm like, how can you put chicken and cheese and mole and croissant? That sounds so weird. It was so good. I think because croissant, buttery. It just it went really, really well. so very, very interesting. They're not making the croissants. That's the only thing is croissants are not being made by them. But everything else is. is. So, um, you know, the tamales, of course. Had a horchata. Uh, had a pork with salsa verde tamale. I had some tacos. a pork canitas. Potato wedges. So this is really interesting. I've never seen any potato wedges on a taco. Sounds weird. It was very good. So potato, if you are vegan, no, actually forget about the vegan. They actually it comes with cheese, so, so Nick's that idea. But um, if you're a vegetarian, potato wedges, try that one. It's really good. Also, the lamb birria taco, also really good. Had a mangolada, the horchata smoothie was really good. Horchata smoothie was even better than the horchata. That was really tasty. I had a dulce de leche coffee. So they've got full-on coffees there as well. Um, And then the uh, favorite dessert was the tamal chocolate. Oh, my God. This was so good. Now, I've had this before. Um, Cantina Norte North Vancouver has a a tamal chocolate, although theirs is done differently. But this was really good. Also tried the blackberry and cream cheese tamale. Very different, but very good. It was actually very tasty. I really enjoyed it. But for for sure, sure, tamal chocolate, I'm back there for that soon because that was really good. Um, Also tried a concha. Now, the conchas are not made by them. They're made by La Korea. Uh, they're also out of a commissary in Vancouver, and I'm going to be talking about them very, very soon on another episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, so, great spot, head on down to um, Mount Pleasant, Broadway, and, and uh, sorry, Main Street near Broadway, and hit up Tamale Shop. And now, and then the one other thing is on the weekend, every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m., they are featuring a mariachi band inside their cafe. So, if you want to have some fun, Head on down there on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon and um, get yourself some tamales while you listen to a beautiful mariachi band. So another Mexican spot. So this is, I think we're going through lots of Mexican in Vancouver now, which is great to see. I love Mexican and it's uh, great to see many more places opening up. So this one is open up, not far from me. <clears throat> well, not I'm not that close, but I'm actually not that far. So toto they actually started out as a food truck and I actually had never been to their food truck before. But they have now opened up a restaurant on Fraser Street right around 46th Avenue, 6196 Fraser Street. And they're doing all sorts of Mexican specialties. So I went in with my friend recently just to go to catch up and uh, and try some food, and, which is lunch. So I couldn't really eat that much because I usually try lots of things at dinner. Usually I'm invited to try lots of things at dinner. But this time around, we just went on our own and uh, had the sopas with chicken that was really good. I really enjoyed that. <clears throat> and then Ariane, she had the fried corn quesadillas. And uh, both were really good. I used some hot, some of their hot sauce on the uh, sopas. I went to try the hot sauces, salsas, and they were really good as well. So uh, definitely a great spot to go. I really want to return. I want to try their tacos. I want to try their enchiladas. Um, they just have lots of great-looking um, dishes and a lot going on there. I, I personally would avoid between 12 and 1 o'clock. I found that there's um, – we went right at the tail end of lunch because of course it's near the high schools and you know the high school kids are going. So um, yeah, I just want to enjoy my food. So I go to the tail end of lunch, but they're open through dinner as well. So head up, head on over there, check on and Toto. I hope to get back there one day soon and try some more. The Vancouver Croissant Challenge is on right now. I'm so excited for this one. Um, we love doing the croissant challenges. I uh, haven't done one in a couple of years, but this one features a few different uh, bakeries around the city. We've got Seasons Bakery. They're located on Commercial Drive. Uh, just at, um, I guess it was around 12th. So it's a two, eight, seven, nine commercial drive. Now you've got for all of these croissants this year, you're going to have to pre-order unless you want to just get one. You can just like kind of go in, but if you really want to guarantee that you're going to be able to get availability, place it under order, call them up, place an order a day before or two days before. Um, if you can get a bunch, I mean, most people will probably buy a few because you want to have them for your friends to try, but uh um, <clears throat> they're doing something called a double baked maca rhubarb, uh, matcha rhubarb, and um, it's really interesting. This is the only one I've tried so far. It's a choice baked butter croissant filled with decadent uh, matcha almond paste, which I love. Rhubarb compote really gives it a nice, refreshing taste, uh, hints of lavender and white chocolate. I'm not a lavender fan, but this actually it works out really quite well. So you can uh, check the website, checkfunkirifuster.com for all the details. Um, they are open Thursday to Saturday, 10 to 3, but they they will take your pre-orders and you can also do pickups on Tuesday and Wednesday as well. So then you've got um, another great spot is Nelson the Seagull in um, Gas Town. So Nelson and the Seagull are doing a South African kind of uh, croissant. So it's, I take I mean they're from the, the families from South Africa, so they're doing a play on a South African favorite. It's called the Peach. It is a flaky butter croissant filled with homemade peach jam brushed with lemon syrup. Sounds really interesting. Rolled in toasted coconut on top of the toasted coconut meringue. We just posted a, uh, they just posted a a reel of how they're making this uh, croissant, which is really fun. I I shared it on my Instagram yesterday, but if you want to check that out. And then same thing, uh, you can head on in. They're open daily, so you can just go in and buy one if you want. Um, and if you want to place an order for like three or more, you can, you can call up and pre-order for that. If you want to treat your entire office, you can call up and, and pre-order for that as well, just like one day in advance. So they're located in Gastown at um, 315 Corral Street. You can find them there, and you can head over there and check it out. And then lastly, the Modern Pantry in West Vancouver is being a honey chai swirl croissant. So that's really interesting too. Croissant dough rolled with their signature chai spice blend, blazed with clover honey and topped with orange buttercream and fresh strawberry so they're open uh thursday to sunday seven three to four saturday eight or sorry sorry i think about it, thursday to saturday seven 3 to four and sunday eight to four and you can get out head on over there west vancouver pick up the croissant or place an advance order as well so Please uh, check them out. You've got till April second to try the uh, croissants and vote for your favorites for People's Choice. You can vote daily for People's Choice through VancouverFoodSir.com or just hit up one of the posters, post your put your point your camera phone thing on one of the posters, and then you can it'll take you directly to uh, the um, voting page to vote for your favorites. Uh, So then uh, the next one is uh, Wicked Cafe. That's another new spot. So I've been waiting for them to open up. This is their newest location, second location, located in Olsen Point Grey. Uh, Actually, we're Kitsilano Point Grey meet. I want to say that. But it's uh, 3605 West 16th Avenue. It is a beautiful spot. It is very different than their South Granville location. I find that South Granville location is very small. It's very cozy. This is not this is a very different feeling a very different vibe At First first all, it's huge so you're not going to have to have to worry about being sort of stuck with next to people um it's full of plants and they are now selling plants too which is very interesting there uh, but it's uh full of plants the, the the whole pastry case is beautiful they're making everything right there all the croissants are being made in house everything for ciabatta bread everything is being done in house they roast their own coffee now off-site um They're doing a really good job. So kudos to Wicked. You've done a great job. I'm really excited for this. Um, So second location. So I I didn't actually try everything when I was there this time, but I tried a bunch of things. So uh, Cortado, of course, was really good. And then um, their almond croissant was really yummy. So like, okay, I will talk about a croissant away from the croissant challenge for a minute because this was really yummy, very buttery. You could tell there's lots of butter in this, but the almond was just really, really good. So double-baked almond croissant, go have that there. Um, I still tried the cube. Um, I don't know. The cube didn't strike me as something I, I really love. Like I was told that like when you cut the cube, you have this oozing of this matcha cream and raspberry, but nothing oozed. So we cut the croissant, AJ and I, and we were like, Okay, well, I don't know. No matcha cream oozed, so it's just like, okay, there's a little bit of matcha cream and raspberry. I don't know, didn't totally get it, but apparently people love it, so if you love it, go go for it. Um and then I tried their um smoked meat sandwich because they're making this house baked shibata bread this was very tasty really enjoyed that and then um lastly we had a s'mores cookie that's one of my favorite cookies in the city i love this and they've added up a scoff cookie on top now it's really good so keep on making that keep on going and supporting them and get the s'mores cookie the cafe is beautiful i look forward to returning so and you should too handy grill it's another spot now this is actually not new so Just so you know, this is not a new restaurant. It has been around a long time. They used to be on on Dunbar Street for many years. They're located on Dunbar. But the building was going to be redeveloped and coming down. They had to move. They moved to a much larger location right on Broadway near Alma. It's actually huge. It's like 80 seats. So no problem finding a seat now, which is great. They have just done a great job. I love Indian food. And... This is like Northern Indian food, Punjab area, Northern Indian, that kind of thing. I've, all these kinds of dishes I've had before many times in other restaurants, but it's always great to see, to try something in another restaurant and see how they do it. So uh, the mixed grill scissors is what we had. And that's a great kind of fun dish to start uh, with assorted grilled pe- uh, pieces of meat. It had dory chicken, ch- chicken tikka, lamb tikka, prawns, and fish. So that was really good, great sharing dish um also went on had a tofu and vegetable coconut curry very flavorful curry really enjoyed that the lamb side was a boneless lamb with spinach spices that one was a bit hot not hot but like i said let's go medium so it had a bit of a kick to it let's say that one that was really good i love the chicken korma done really really well in their white cashew and nut sauce and a pashwari naan always also really good i love Peshwari. i always order peshwari in an indian restaurant to see how they do it because i'm really curious but this one has been this one was done well i also tried their onion parmesan cheese naan never had that before uh that was very really tasty uh with uh, chopped onions and parmesan cheese and the lacha paratha is a multi-layer whole wheat uh crispy bread and i always like to try that uh, also had their dal turka and i usually have a dal makhani dish but uh, this time had something different uh they're a dal turca or yellow lentils, sorry, yellow lentils, it was tasty, some people out, that uh, was great, I also had some, uh, some of their dishes to go and ate some the next day, so I got to try dal makhani, also really good, really enjoyed it, and of course, the, uh, some more chicken korma and some more of the uh, vegetable tofu curry, really, really good, so uh, for dessert, um, they have, a, you know, the traditional kind of Indian desserts on offer, um, we had, you uh, their Shaki dessert, it's a brand new one, it's not on the menu yet. It's about to come on the menu, it's a combination of a few of their desserts together. So, head on over to Handy Grill, you'll find them right on um, Broadway, right next, right near Alma, and um, and go and enjoy some Indian cuisine. Provence restaurant in the L Town has just launched a something new for spring as a fun idea. Uh, chef owner uh, Jean Francis Coagley uh, is. Kind of created and, and through some help, he's, he's, he's from his team. They have done this thing called Quell Surprise. So basically, what it is is forty nine dollars for two courses from now through April fifteenth. Um, each morning, chef will create a few different dishes for appetizers and for entrees. They'll uh, they might post on their Instagram, they might not. But then you know when you're in the restaurant, the server will tell you these are our um, French classics for the day. This is our special surprise dishes. We may only have five. We may only have 10. If you are a party of 12 and they only have 10, then they're going to run out and then they'll say, okay, we're now on to the next dish. This is what we have for you now. So kind of a fun idea to explore some French cuisine through the springtime. And if you don't like what they have on offer, you can always off order off of their regular menu. But I had a chance to try a lot of different um, items. through at a media dinner this week and, um, just to give you the idea, actually, everything I tried was really good, but the um, roasted bone marrow was very tasty, the duck confit was very good, the rabbit, um, the event um, rabbit volvant, it was like a puff pastry with rabbit, it was delicious, um, even like salad soie, their deviled egg, I, I loved it, I mean, I'm not an egg person, but I don't know deviled eggs. I like that anyway, and I like that. So that was done really, really well. So definitely check it out. They um, we, they've got a lot of fun things there. Wine pairings are optional and extra. And wine director uh, Joshua Carlson. He knows his wine. He poured us some incredible wines. He's got some beautiful bottles there from France. If you want to try or get a, or wine by the glass, you could do that as well. So fun, fun idea. Check them out. Provence in the old town make a reservation, go for lunch, go for dinner. They're doing some wonderful things. I'm so happy they survived the pandemic. They're celebrating 21 years this year, which is incredible. What a feat for Vancouver, 21 years. So congrats to them for that. And watch for many, many things to come from this wonderful restaurant. So as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I had a chance to interview Chef Warren Chow of Wildlight Kitchen and Bar. Um, I've interviewed him in the past before when he was previously at Juniper restaurant in the, in, in Chinatown and uh, you know, the pandemic things change of course, but um, listen to my interview with him. And then we did talk about something a little bit different before we talked about wildlife. So have a listen to my interview with chef Warren Chow. Talking with chef Warren Chow, the last time we talked, you were at Juniper restaurant that was before the pandemic and things have changed during the pandemic. You were doing private dining, and uh, then you were on—you uh, were competing for Canada. So before we actually get into wildlife where you are now, can mm-hmm. we talk about uh, the Culinary World Cup, uh, Luxembourg. Uh, you were a gold medalist. So maybe you can explain about the team a little bit, and then what you had to do to become, to win gold.
1: Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Um. Yeah. For uh. For uh competition um i'm on i'm on uh, culinary team bc so that's composed of four core team members uh two support members and then also our coaches and our team managers uh we have support staff uh equipment managers um sponsor liaison so it's a big it's a big team um but the the core members would be like the athletes of the team um I got the opportunity to join the team back in December of twenty twenty two, when they were looking for a new team member. Um, I I kind of my name was kind of in the mix, and then I presented some dishes to uh to our team coaches and and managers, and uh, they decided to go with me, and and I I landed a spot on the team. So, um, we were gearing up to compete in Expo Gast, uh in Luxembourg, uh, in twenty twenty two, in November. And uh, so the entire year leading up, we were we were practicing um, components. We were practicing different dishes, and then ultimately led up ultimately led up to uh, full time runs. And the format of our competition was we had to serve one hundred and twenty people, uh, four courses, and from start to finish, our team had five hours to prep, and then service would start. Um, there are kitchen judges and there are also tasting judges, and this is a, this is an international competition that happens every four years in, uh, in, in Luxembourg at, at it's called the, it, we were competing at the culinary world cup. So we were against, uh, 15 other countries. We were, was, there are 16 countries that compete in our category. Um, and so, yeah, the, the kitchen judges will judge anything from the theme of the menu um sanitation timeline efficiency how well you work as a team together uh to all the way to how much single-use plastic you use during the competition uh fridge temperatures are you proper hand washing procedures Mm -hmm. they're looking at all of that um how your fridge is organized if if your proteins are under your your um your vegetables and, and ready to eat foods um, so there there's that aspect of it. And then obviously being a being a cooking competition, there are food judges as well. They 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 will critique you on um the your your service, uh your appearance, the taste of the food, um the temperature, execution, uh flavors, everything. So um we there were two sets of judges to impress. Um and then every team starts off with a hundred points and uh how it works is is they just find every reason to deduct points from you uh so so the least the less points you get deducted the, the better uh your your finish will be um and then so it's it's not like so there's four days of competition in our category every every day there was four teams competing or sorry five five days of competition three teams competing every single day uh so 15 teams and then if you, if you, uh, fall into 90 points to a hundred points, that's a gold medal. If you fall into 80 points to 90, that's a silver medal. And then a 70 to, to 89 was, it was a bronze medal. Um, and after, after we competed after all the hard work and, uh, perseverance and, um, with my team, uh, we, we won a gold medal, uh, after, after our, after the whole run. And, uh, and we were, we placed second overall in the world, um, just uh, 0.4 points behind Switzerland. So wow. um, we were very, very, very proud of our ourselves and our accomplishments and uh, having a podium finish um, with a national culinary team in
0: Canada has, has been,
1: uh, has been, has been a while in the making, so.
0: So, from that to this brand new restaurant, this gorgeous restaurant called Wildlight Kitchen and Bar out at Leland Village at UBC, kind of in the West Point Gray neighborhood. You're now the executive chef there. So, maybe you can kind of tell us a little bit about um basically it's Jimmy Patterson's first restaurant I guess in his group and he's a quite a large group and it's interesting you know he's gone to a restaurant talk about that later but um can you tell to explain like you've got Wild Light I've just eaten there it was wonderful and I just want to want to like give people an idea who have not been to Wild Light yet and I mean you're fairly new you just opened um how you became part of that project and how you've selected your team because you have quite a team there and yeah. uh how the first month or so has been for Wild Light. Oh yeah so um me kind of jumping on board with this process it kind
1: of goes back to to Culinary Team B C so my team manager knows the consulting chef for uh, the Patterson group so when uh when they were throwing out candidates names for to to fill this role um I got introduced to to Patterson Food Group and uh, had a couple interviews and um they thought they thought I'd be a great fit for this role and uh that's kind of how that started. So uh very grateful and very exciting opportunity for me and uh for, for the whole for the whole um company because Patterson Food Group they they own a lot of grocery stores as as we know. Um but this is kind of their first step into into a full service restaurant. Um so it's been it's been an amazing ride so far. It's been very exciting it's been i i think it's to say at least it's been pretty successful right off the hop um like you said we've only been open for a month but the reviews and the feedback and everybody who's come through our doors have have said nothing but good things so um and be able to hand select my team any from my gm from my assistant gm sommelier bar manager my sous chefs uh to really have that core management team um surrounding me and with the same values and same goals and the same attitude, uh, I feel like that resonates um, with
0: everybody who, who works here. So can you explain the concept and the cuisine of the restaurant?
1: For sure. Uh, We are, we are a West coast premium casual dining spot. Um, We are open 11 to 11. So we, we want to cater to everyone, um, you know, coming in grocery shopping. We have an urban fair, uh, right next door, we want to cater to everybody who's, you know, just going to grocery shopping and want to come over for, for a quick bite for lunch. Um We want to, you know, cater to the faculty and, and the students at UBC, obviously being right here um, <clears throat> in West Point Grey and then um, surrounding neighbourhoods. And then ultimately my food, my food is uh, West Coast driven. It's very um, BC. Uh, lots of lots of seafood. Uh, so one of our, one of our signature dishes is our pescatarian charcuterie board, uh, where we do a house made pescatarian, sorry, house made, uh, salmon pastrami, beaker cod, and a smoked staple fisheriette. and then it comes with nori crackers and, and, uh, little house pickles. And so that's, that's, and it comes out, uh, smoldering with, with a bit of an applewood that, that we smoke the tuna with. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's very West coast, um. I would say it's it's approachable, but uh, but elevated.
0: So you've come out straight off the board with lunch, happy hour, dinner, and now brunch all very, very mm. soon. Like usually people would like, they maybe kind of slowly move into lunch or slowly move into brunch, but you have kind of done it all within the first month. Was that a lot of work for you and your team? Um, were you thinking like, let's just get it, let's just get it all rolling before, I mean, or just, rather than doing things in pieces? Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: For us, um we always knew we wanted to get there, uh
0: to have brunch, to have happy hour,
1: to have an all-day menu. And then ultimately our our patio is is being completed very soon, so we want to have all these systems and and uh offerings ready for for summertime for a, for a big big push in the summer. So, um I think I think we're on the right track there.
0: Can we talk about um UBC farms and local producers and suppliers so I know with the with the passing network they've got a lot they can bring in kind of food from all over the place but um, for you yourself you've always been about local so how have you been able to immerse local into your your into your menus and your and your items now and, and being that UBC farms is right there I mean you're literally like steps away. How how are you able to incorporate UBC Farm into your mix? Because I had the salad, which was the UBC Farm salad, which was wonderful, but are they involved, do you have them, are you, are you able to use produce into other your dishes as well? How easy is it for you to bring them on? So I was, I literally right before
1: this call, me and my sous chef were on the farm. I, wow. I, I just picked off my, my, my boots, they were, they're all dirty from from walking around the farm and uh, stuffing my chef clogs. So yes, we worked super closely with them. Pierce is great over there at UBC farms and the programs they have in place with um, being a learning farm and having having volunteers and students and then having them work the farm as a part of their curriculum and getting credits. Um, also their work with a food bank and they have their own uh, their own farmers markets a couple of times a week as well. Uh, and them being such a small micro farm, if you will, they're not as big as, as a lot of other farms you, you see here in the lower mainland. Um, so to have that partnership with them, uh, is is amazing. Where where, we I'm, I'm I'll be working with them on a weekly basis, um, getting fresh sheets and pick sheets and um, having them grow specialty herbs if I need like marjoram, uh, lavender, uh, tarragon, rosemary, you name it anywhere. And then to to you know, walla walla onions or or butternut squash or anything throughout the season that I really see fit on our menu.
0: Hmm. So it's been so it so that's great because it's it, it's nice to see you're able to incorporate local. I mean, that's very local to you as mm-hmm. part of your restaurant. So people are kind of more aware of it that um, it's not just about bringing food in from everywhere. Mm-hmm.
1: And and then being able to say um, we're working with a farm that produces the food
0: that's going to be on your plate two minutes away is is something very special. So. So um, you've got a bunch of showstopper dishes on your menu because I want to call them a showstopper because you've got quite the varied menu, but I think there are some on there that, of course, that are favorites of yours or others that, I mean, many people are ordering them already. So one of them, of course, is the wildlife pescatarian charcuterie board, and you explained to me that you, you hope that that will develop, I guess, into with other components on the board to come, and is that more of a sharing idea for like we a couple people to share as part of happy hour, or is it more for a dinner sharing uh, purpose? What what are you kind of going for?
1: That that dish for yeah that dish um, <clears throat> I wanted to create something where where is it's super shareable. It's you know it's it's interesting, kind of catches your eye, and uh, a lot of restaurants have have a meat and cheese charcuterie board, and we have one as well. Um, But also, I wanted to to create something a little different that you don't really see on your everyday menu. And a lot of people are, are making a little more health conscious choices where they're straying away from from red meats and um, having a going on a pescatarian diet. So that's kind of what I wanted to incorporate as well. And I see that dish being, you know, as a little midday snack with with a nice cocktail, you're coming in uh, with a few friends to catch up or um to start your dinner off with where where you don't re- you haven't really decided on on what you want for mains yet maybe get the board going get a couple appies going and uh and then kind of roll into to your main courses that way so
0: so let's talk about the the other ones i loved i thought this was really really good and you, you and i wasn't sure at the beginning and you were like you should you got to try this and i'm so happy i did the celery Agni agnolotti can you talk about you that know. a bit yep yeah. uh and i i think
1: free for you you've you've been to you know juniper before and kind of had some of my food. My my vegetarian dishes are are always they're they're not a second thought. They're they're right up there with, with my main courses. They're they're um we put a lot of thought and effort into into creating a dish that that will just be a stand-up or better than any dishes that have protein on them. Mm. So um this one I wanted to do a nice hearty uh made pasta with a beautiful celeryac puree in the middle. And then we do a um, a seared seared maitake mushrooms that gives it a little bit of the meatiness and body uh, to the dish. And then we have a uh, champagne vinegar beurre blanc. Uh, the sauce kind of just nappes the uh, napes the pasta and kind of has a little extra on the side or in the dish where you can mop it up as well. Um, and that brings a nice brightness and acidity to a to a pretty heavy dish. Um, and then, uh, we, we top it with uh, a brown butter, uh, gremolata crumb, which mm-hmm. adds a lot of texture and, and some more nuttiness to the dish.
0: Yeah, it's very good. So that, I think that one for sure is going to be a winner for you. Also the seared Hokkaido scallop. So I, I've always been like, maybe you know scallops are sometimes over i don't know like everybody talks about scallops all the time but so i wasn't sure about that but it was delicious like the whole dish was risotto and everything every component of that dish was amazing so to me that's another one i think that's going to be a hot one on your menu for sure
1: Mm -hmm. um yeah that that dish is 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 always a winner uh seared seared scallops you know the the key to searing scallops don't overcook them don't overcook them Mm. um they you, you start start with a really hot pan, get the nice crust on it, make sure it's dry, season right before it hits the pan so it doesn't leach up any ex, excess moisture. Um, but scallop it, it's also a protein. It still needs to rest, it's gonna have that carryover cooking. So take it out before you think it's done, and then the carryover will will um get it to that perfect doneness. And then uh for the risotto, we do a we do a preserved lemon, uh truffle and lobster risotto. So um the The preserved lemon really adds another depth of flavor where it's not just squeezing lemon juice into a risotto for acidity. Um, right. And it's preserved lemon. Uh, so I kind of add that nice ferment fermented uh, taste to it. And then fold in a bit of lobster meat. And then also, uh, and then the truffle kind of just adds a little extra subtle, um, subtle flavor to it. So i think this pairs pairs
0: well with it so the bc duck so this is an interesting one to me so i'm not a particularly huge duck fan i like duck confit but i don't really like duck breast but from what i've heard many many people love this dish so i thought the components of this dish were very good just personally that i'm not a a huge duck fan so but um lawrence loved it it was one of his favorite dishes so maybe you can talk about about that like I know you you've you've add, you've added a lot to this dish. It's, it's presented beautifully. Uh the spätzle looks goes really well with it. So um I know you've kind of gone as far as proteins go like that how did you go about choosing that dish? I think you've you've had you've done duck before at, at Juniper as well. Um so how for for people who love duck does this bring it all together? I th- I think it, I think it really does. I think uh I think
1: the, the way the way we treat the the duck breasts we bring it in trim it all and then we cure it um with with a little salt sugar uh, coriander little orange zest and brown sugar and then um we rinse it so that that kind of imparts some flavor uh, and then we rinse it all off and then we dry in our fridge for about four to five days uh mm. uncovered and what that does is it allows more excess moisture to, to come out and and evaporate Therefore, condensing the flavor and also tenderizing the meat. But what that also does, it dries out the skin really nice and makes it nice and tacky almost. Hmm. Past the point of tacky, we want to get it tacky and then dry it out some more, where it's where you're touching it, 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 it feels dry. Um, and then that way we can score it really nice and then uh, slow render it and giving it a nice, nice crispy skin. Um, so at the restaurant we do serve the the duck breast medium. Which I I personally think it's is the best way to to have duck breast. Um, if you have it a little medium rare, then I find it a little little chewy sometimes. And then, but uh, if you kind of cook it over, it could get a little grainy. So we serve it nice and medium, um, and that's uh that that's accompanied with a little house made Dijon spetzel, um, uh, and then we have some seasonal vegetables like beets. We have beets, sunstrokes and uh, carrots right now, and a few, uh, charred Brussels sprouts. Uh, and that's glazed in a butter and orange marmalade glaze and then also served with pickled chanterelles so the pickled chanterelles we uh, get when they're in season we pickled about 60 pounds before the restaurant opened because that was this was back in november when we got a bunch of chanterelles and then i pickled them and i knew i was going to use them throughout the year and then um it's served a little uh duck leg confit uh croquette so it's a deep fried ball of mashed potatoes with with beautifully shredded uh duck confit leg inside and then we take the bones from the duck confit and we fortify the jus and make a port jus
0: uh, that goes back on the dish so wow so that's that's quite the impressive dish as well so it's definitely shows up for there and then dessert so i know you're not doing dessert you've got you've got your sushi doing that but The coconut cannoli to me was my favorite dessert on that plate. So on that, on that menu. So I think like, to me, that's another one I think is a huge winner. I love the presentation of it. I think it's, it's simple. It's not, you know, it's not like overloaded cannoli kind of thing. I think it's done very differently, but I think that one to me is another showstopper for you. Um, it's a fun one. I think you're going to have a lot of people kind of ordering that for Instagram purposes, but I think that's a good one. So, um, uh, I want to talk about a little bit about brunch. So you were telling me that brunch just started. Maybe you can tell people a little bit, a bit like what your 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 dishes are that you want people to try from the brunch menu that it's uh, available now.
1: Definitely. So um, we kind of want to do a little spin on brunch. So we don't really have a classic egg Benedict on uh, with with your bacon, your your back bacon or anything. We uh, we have two kinds of Benedict. We do a, a cauliflower fritter one with a sun dried tomato uh, hollandaise. And then uh, for our vegetarian friends, and then for our our seafood lovers, we do a crab cake, uh, a crab cake Benedict, and that comes with a yuzu hollandaise, and uh, both are served on top of our uh, house made aged cheddar biscuit. So instead of an English muffin, we we serve it on a on a cheddar biscuit. Um, that dish is is delicious. And then we do we do a uh, salmon salmon avocado toast, um, but the salmon we use is the pastrami uh, that we cure in house. That goes on the, that also comes on the uh, pescatarian charcuterie board. So that's a little different. We do a house house made uh, dill crumb fresh that goes on top. Um, We have a duck confit skillet uh, that comes with the white bean cassoulet and and uh, uh, sausage and um, just stewed down really nice. And then that comes with a sunny side up egg. Um, And then our chicken waffles are are. Pretty, pretty deadly. Two Belgian waffles, uh, buttermilk dredged chicken. And then, uh, that, that comes all with, um, uh, a honey
0: Jack Daniel maple syrup. Mm. And then serve with our, 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 bread and butter pickles. So that sounds really good too. So, um, talk about the bar for a minute. So the bar, of course, it's a it's showcase there. You've got lots of different cocktails on the menu, but you also have zero proof cocktails. And that's kind of what I was looking at, um, and seeing you know zero proof is becoming stronger now a lot of restaurant a lot of restaurants a lot of menus i'm seeing it now like a lot um so when it comes to that i mean are you looking at doing creating more on the zero proofs to match your regular cocktails per se yeah
1: so our our bar manager uh he's done a great job at at uh curating a very beefy forward uh, cocktail list and and same with our somalia with the wine list we have an all all D.C. Wine List, which is uh, something you don't really see in any other restaurant as well. Um, but uh, but for and he he's created a lot of non-alcoholic cocktails. And that kind of goes to the point where I was saying before, we want to appeal to everybody. We want to appeal for everybody. We don't want anybody to feel left out when they come sit here. And there's offerings for everyone. So even if you don't drink or if you're, you know, you're taking a break from drinking, whereas some people do dry February or um, whatnot, You'll still have a have a tasty cocktail in front of you uh,
0: that you can you can choose from. So as we were talking about while I was there, um, if this restaurant is a success, which I think it will be, I'm quite sure it's success success already. Is the company looking to um, open more of these like down the road in other I don't know if in other locations around Vancouver, greater Vancouver, that kind of thing is sort of that the plan yet? Is it, are, are you
1: aware? Um, I can't say too much, but um, I, I, if you know, if, if things do go well, we do hope to open uh, open more locations for sure. Whether whether it be a wildlife or whether it be a different concept, uh, yeah, hopefully it's down the pipeline somewhere.
0: Okay. So, is there? Lastly, is there anything you want people to know about wildlife that we have not touched on yet? Um. Yeah. We. I mean
1: come by come by anytime we are we're open like i said 11 11 and then uh the only the only thing i have to say is is it's a little tricky to find so um we're going to be putting out more signage out there uh but uh we we are right beside our the urban fair at Leland's.
0: village and you guys have underground parking so
1: yes it's uh it get, it get, the parking does get reimbursed, which a, a lot of guests have been, have been asking. Oh,
0: well, that's good to know. Because it actually doesn't say that in the elevator, just so you know. It just says Urban Fair. Right. So that's actually good to know. So, okay, so that's great to know. And I, the patio, you said, is opening very soon.
1: Very soon. It's going to be opening probably in the next, uh, I want to say, two to three weeks. Okay.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's show. Tune into the next episode next week to hear more interviews with chef and cookbook authors, as well as other features. Please tell your friends about this podcast and have them subscribe to the Van Foodster podcast and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon Music to hear my weekly show covering the food scene in and outside of Vancouver.